0: Good evening, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the International Women's Motorsports Association, and you're listening to Racing Girls Rock podcast. My guest tonight is Jessica Jenkins, and Jessica's going to tell us more about herself and why she loves motorsports. So we're going to get started, and welcome to the show, Jessica.
1: Hi. It's good to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being on with us. So, Jessica, tell me a little bit about yourself, Um, you know, if you have a job, what do you what do you do? And uh, then a little bit about how did you get involved in motorsports?
1: Yeah, I work at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum, so you'll find me there most days. But I also do a lot of PR work for drivers. So I help with their social media. I write the race recaps and just try and help promote them and get them to figure out how they can get sponsorship and help them to accomplish that. And I been watching racing for since the end of 2000. It's almost 19 years now. And I got hooked on it because my dad turned on a race, a NASCAR race at one point, because somebody at his work was into it. And it was a few years before I really started, really got hooked on it. But ever since I started going to races and everything, I couldn't imagine doing anything else anymore. I'd love to just be in racing full time.
0: You know, it's funny how I tell people that if you haven't ever been to a race, especially like a NASCAR race, you know, go to a big race, mm-hmm. and and then tell me that you didn't like it.
1: Yeah, even more so at a dirt track, though. <laughs> and,
0: and, well, yeah, any any you know, go to Eldora, go to a small dirt yeah. track, any any kind of a race for sure. Because I rare, I would I would venture to say that most people. Are not going to say they didn't like it after they mm-hmm. were there. Is the dirt track yeah. a little dirtier? Yeah, but other than that, it's fabulous racing. So, yeah, so it's I really take it for a dirt get track. To
1: stars. Yeah, well, I, I'm a fan of everything. I mean, NASCAR was where it started first, and then I got into IndyCar and eventually started going to dirt tracks It's about six, seven years ago. So, are yeah, you from so people. I'm sorry, go I'm ahead. not. I'm from I'm from Central Illinois, so really? Lincoln Speedway, Lincoln Speedway, close to the Springfield and the Silver Crown race there. But I wanted to move to Indy so I could focus more on racing. There's so many great dirt tracks as there are in Illinois. There's so many more over here in Indiana. Plus, you know, yeah. only living half an hour away from the greatest speedway on the planet is a major plus.
0: Exactly. So I was born and raised near Quincy, Illinois, which I'm sure you know where that is. So we're remember. both, we're both Illinois girls at heart, aren't we? That's, that's cool to yeah. know that that's where you grew the up.
1: Midwest girls.
0: always. Absolutely. Midwest girls. We love our racetracks for sure. So, oh, yeah. so you moved to Indianapolis, you work at the museum there. So tell me what, what do you do there? And what do you like about working at the museum?
1: I'm mainly on the front desk and back at the photo car and simulator. So I make sure people have their tickets. If I'm up on the front desk, answer the phone a lot, a lot of questions about if we're doing tours that day. And then also at the back, it's kind of more fun because I can interact with people on that, a little more of a conversation, get to know them a little bit better. And there was an NHRA driver that walked in yesterday. I just, by talking to him, I figured that out and I was like, oh, you're actually, you know, really somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was fine. You never know who's going to walk in. As some of the drivers I work with, I met them just because I met them when they came in. I was working on the front desk two of the days and they came in with their family and, and I hung out with one of the drivers at the Scuser race out at Newcastle the weekend right after that. Was, I wouldn't be working with all the people that I am if I hadn't started working there
0: yeah so it's about making connections isn't it and building mm-hmm. those relationships oh, yeah yeah um
1: we have a great team at the museum I really enjoy working with them
0: yeah that that'd be a fun place to work I think not and it isn't about the museum itself I'd be mm-hmm. along your lines the people that come in and that I would meet those would be the things yeah. that I think I would really enjoy about that kind yeah. of a job so yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit more about um, the drivers you help and what, what do you do to help them and, and what are your goals for your drivers?
1: Most of them are about 18 to 21 years old. Um, actually, Jack's 17. And then the karting driver I just met a few weeks ago is 13. But I like I said, yeah, I do a little bit of the social media stuff for them. There are a couple of pages that I run the series the page for them and then others i'll just post pictures and things that they share i write the recaps so i send them out in the emails to as many people as are interested in getting them and then uh, they don't really know how to market themselves in most cases so i took a motorsports management course over the winter so i could kind of help them and start learning that side of it more and I mean, since they don't know anything, it's kind of easy just to start explaining, you know, this is how you make a proposal, this is how you start meeting people, this is how you present yourself when you talk to them, or even just meeting fans. You never know who's going to have the connections. That's right. Yeah. A couple of them want to get up into NASCAR, make it to the Indy 500. So I want to help them accomplish their goals. Or if they just want to get comfortable running sprint cars, because most of them are moving into that. I like to kinda of help promote them in that way so that they can get more fans and they can get whatever sponsors they need so they can keep running at that level.
0: Absolutely, because that's a that's a key component, obviously, mm-hmm. of being a successful driver. It's not it's not just about how good you can drive the car. You've gotta have the equipment to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And we know that's a very expensive hobby racing mm-hmm. is. And yeah. so the sponsorships are are key to, you know, success for all these young young kids. I call them young kids. You know, the other thing I see about that, I think it's great that you're helping them with your, their social media because that's the age that, um, well, any age, but, but kids are not as uh, mature and things at that age. And to so, really market yourself,
1: money. yeah,
0: yeah, to really market yourself, you have to be, um, you know, pretty grown up, pretty, pretty mm-hmm. mature about what you yeah. post or don't post. And so, um, you pretty much do the posting for them, and and then that keeps them on the straight and narrow. I would take it.
1: Yeah. So actually, most of my drivers are really mature. That is one thing. One thing I really appreciate about them, that they already they're already good at talking to people and on the one-to-one basis with fans or anybody. mean, so, that's what impressed me when I met them was how mature that they are. So I'm not really worried about them on that angle, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, um, now that you say that, you know, I think what I've, what I've encountered with drivers that I've met, both male and female, the, better the driver and the more they've raced, the more mature they are. And they, mm-hmm. I think kids that drive tend to be a little more mature than, and I'm not knocking any other sport, but I'm, I'm going to, let's just say baseball. I'm just going to pick on mm-hmm. baseball. So I think kids that drive are a little more mature, maybe overall than kids that play other sports because it's such an adult kind of thing to do. Mm-hmm. Even if they're starting in quarter midgets or go karts.
1: It's yeah, and they spend a, pretty- a lot of time with yeah. They spend a lot of time with people their own age, but it's their families that are going racing. So their parents are constantly investing in them and teaching them how to do everything. Right. Absolutely. So how I'm did not you get away as much without your with your parent there? That's yeah, that's very true. You've always got that parent
0: hanging out in the pits <laughs> with you. So how did, you, um, how did you decide you were, wanted to help people with social media? Did you just come across your first, like, um, client, and then it went from there? Or how did that get started?
1: Yeah, kind of. I mean, I've been on Facebook for a while. But, yeah, when I started working with Gage Walker back five years ago, he, I set up his fan page for him. And then, I mean, we both would kind of post on it. But it was mainly me just because that was an an easy way to get out and connect with people Mm -hmm. to try and build his fan base up so that was a big big part of it and And then other people
0: saw what you were doing and kind of said hey can you help me with this is that kind of how it went
1: uh in the case with tyler nelson who was the second one i met him through gauge and so that's how that started just doing all of his pr stuff and then With Jack Rotson and Patrick Runs, I set up their pages. So, I mean, I'm in control of them anyway because of that. But they also can post on it. Okay, Patrick's not on Facebook, but with Jack, yeah.
0: So so the parents are probably appreciative because otherwise it normally falls to the mom or one of the parents (laughs) to do all of that. And so um, do you, like, tell me some example of some things that you would normally post, like recaps of the weekend, or do you do any, do the drivers ever do any Facebook Lives, or, or what do they typically do?
1: Well, we haven't done any Facebook live yet. That's one thing I need to do, but I just got a new phone that I can actually do that on. So I'll probably start doing that with them at some point. But mainly it's just when I go to their races or, whether I'm there or not, I'm following updates and I'm posting those on the page. If I'm there, I'm posting pictures. During the week, I'll post what races are coming up, the ticket info, what times everything's at, and just making sure people know it's coming. And then I, if the series or the track posts any links about the race, I'll share that so that they can get the full picture of it. And, uh, jack routes leading points so most of the badger major racing stuff i'm posting okay all right that's kind of fun all the time yeah
0: that's fun that he's leading in points that makes it makes it pretty exciting for you as well so oh, yeah. do do these guys they're they're all guys i've heard you mention so do we, you have any
1: gals yes. that you do anything for i don't get um there was one dad and his daughter that came in the museum three weeks or so ago and they're back from near where I'm from. So um, I was gonna catch up with them at the Springfield Tour Cown race which got rained out. Yeah. But uh, as she gets up, I'll probably be helping them a little bit. So she'd be my first female okay. young racer that I'd be working with. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I
0: love I love what you're doing because um I there's a young gal and I'm not gonna mention her name, but there's a young gal that I know that races and um not my granddaughter. So everybody's going to think it's her. It's not my granddaughter. (laughs) But, um, and you know, she was like 13, 13, 14 years old and, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't really know that much about promoting yourself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as you very well know, social media is where it's at. That's where you're Mm going to promote yourself and you're going to mainly get your fans other than at the racetrack. And, um, I think it doesn't
1: cost anything to do it.
0: No, it doesn't cost anything to do it except your time. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I just think it's, it's important. And I love that you're helping these, these young people because there's so much to it. You know, when you're in the middle of race Mm -hmm. season and you're trying to keep the car going and you're trying to find your, you know, get money and, and do all the things you have to do. Yeah. Sometimes the social media falls through the
1: cracks. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then there you are. I find with most of them, yeah. So I find with most of them is like because that's where I go to find out if there somebody's racing the next weekend or whatever. So whatever information I want to see on the page is what I imagine other people would want to see as well, right? And a lot of my drivers. That's the thirteen year old. His dad works on the car. He has a full time job, and they travel a lot. Plus all this other stuff they're doing, he tries to keep up with writing recaps and stuff. And he's like, I just can't keep up with it anymore.
0: No. And the recaps are important because that, that lets all the fans and potential sponsors or current sponsors know what's going on. And so that's, that's a very important part of the whole picture, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of networking around here in Indianapolis. I'm getting to know a lot of people plus my friends and family and any of their friends, I can send out those emails and, the media people in their local cities too just so that they're kind of following them and starting to hear their name so as they move up through the series they might actually post or write stuff about them too
0: absolutely yeah and, and again it's all it's about who you meet and it's not mm-hmm. always about those people but it's who do they know and so the yeah, ripple
1: that's everything about racing
0: yeah absolutely so um So I'm curious, just because um, it sounds like you like to write, if you do recaps and that, do you you yourself do any kind of blogging or anything about, like, racing or just general tips for people, or or do you just do that for your clients?
1: Well, that's something I've thought about doing more of. I don't really have a lot of time doing that with two different part-time jobs and trying to do all that stuff, too. But I love to write. And that's why I got into PR work in the first place, because I wanted to do that more. And if I could mix my love of writing with my love of racing, then how much better could that be, right? So,
0: yeah, uh, if it's something I have plenty
1: of ideas. Yeah, if it's something you love to
0: do, it's not work. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. I have plenty of ideas that run through my head to write about, but sitting down and actually getting to it doesn't happen quite as often.
0: Not as often as you'd like, I understand that there's always more to do than there is time to do it yeah. for sure, especially yeah. when you're it in the middle exciting. of race season. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Once yeah. race season ends, yeah. then you know it's a little easier to maybe get to some of that. But, but I've even found oh. to do podcasts yeah. that, um, I thought you know during race season it would be easy, not easier, but mm-hmm. it's, it's more difficult because people are so busy, so yeah, um, yeah. yeah.
1: Although, so I don't know. Frankly, race season never ends because here in Indiana, you've got the Rumble in Fort Wayne, and then you get to the Chili Bowl, and then you have a little, a little bit of a break before coin yeah. with Usac starts up. So, it's yeah, not much off season.
0: There anymore. and and really, if you're really involved in racing, heavy mm-hmm. there is no off season. Yeah. You're just not at the racetrack as much. You're doing yeah. other things. That's pretty much what I found for myself. Anyway, yeah. For sure. Which
1: is kind of good because I'd go a little bit crazy if there wasn't any racing. I used to do that when NASCAR was in their two-month off season. Be like, there's nothing to do now.
0: I know. I know. And you get that itch, don't you? We all get the itch. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, Jessica, do you, have you ever come to the PRI show in Indianapolis?
1: I've, I've been going since... 2015, I think, maybe
0: 2014. Okay. That's that's quite the place. Um, I'll mm-hmm. invite you to come to our booth. We've got a booth this year. We had one last year, but we were kind of in an out-of-the-way place. Mm-hmm. This year, we're going to be right across from the cafe, so we're going to have a really good oh. booth. So make sure yeah, you you come you by and see us. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jessica, are you looking for more people to help with the racing, or right now do you feel like you've got enough?
1: Well, I'm always looking for other people because the ones that I do, it's not really full-time for them. So I always have opportunity to do more of them. When I'm at the tracks, then I'd be happy to have one or two people I'm working with. But I do work with about 15 drivers right now, give or take. Yeah. Everywhere from USAC Silver Crown to Badger Midgets to karting now.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite take a good number. Out. Yeah, that's quite a good number to keep up with. I can't imagine myself keeping up with 15 drivers, so I I admire well, that. I'm,
1: I'm not writing for most of them all the time. It's just every once in a while if I'm at their race. I'll write something for some of the ones back in Illinois. I don't do quite as much as when I lived over there, Yeah, obviously. But okay. they've kind of been in a transition period, too. They've been switching from racing midgets to sprint cars. So until they really get established. Yeah. They don't always have a lot to write.
0: Yeah. A lot to write
1: about A lot that they want promoted.
0: Right. Right. So you're in Indianapolis, as you said, there's, Mm -hmm. there's lots of opportunity there. So how do you go about finding new clients or, you know, because it's, it's kind of the same process as drivers Mm -hmm. looking for a new sponsor. So how, how do you go about doing that? Well,
1: The museum has helped a lot. (laughs) It's a destination place they come in, but when I'm at the tracks, usually my network of clients has been through the friends of the drivers I work with. That's kind of grown out from there. So That's more or less the way I do it, just because that way I know them and I get to know them and they get to know me and what I can do. I haven't really just walked up and met someone like, Hey, I'm Jessica Jenkins. Would you like me to work for you? Yeah. (laughs) I've read that a little bit, but mostly it's just in my circle
0: that keeps expanding. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's really the best way anyway, because by recommendations of other drivers, you Mm -hmm. know, that's how you're going to get your best clients for sure. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, that's a good way to do it. Um, what's the, what's your favorite thing to do? to help a driver like is it Facebook or Instagram or what what's your favorite part of it
1: Facebook is what I use most often I'm trying to learn Twitter and one of my driver friends that I'm not actually currently working with he was trying to teach me how to use Instagram (laughs) yeah I'm just so new to it but I like doing all that I really like the at track part of it Because it's easier to promote them via social media when I'm actually there able to keep up minute by minute with what's going on. Yeah. And like some of them, they haven't really done a lot of autograph sessions and that kind of stuff. So, and they're kind of like, okay, you know, this is what you do. This is how you do it. You know, just try and interact a little bit more. Have your hero cards ready. Have your Sharpie ready.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Have, paint, have, have a new Sharpie,
0: not one that's almost
1: dried up. <laughs> those kind of things. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm like, look the, at this driver that's doing this right, and not this driver that's standing over here and not doing anything.
0: Right. And how to interact with fans, especially, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if they're a little more on the shy side. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to really put yourself out there. My granddaughter was so shy the first year she raced, and whenever she'd get interviewed, it was a one or two mm-hmm. word answer. Yeah. And, and that's probably part of the the whole thing, too, with your drivers. If they're young, you know, most of the time they don't have a lot to say or don't know what to say. And so yeah. is that
1: something that you work with them, too? It is a little bit. Actually, that's funny you mentioned that, because after the race last weekend, my driver just won Rookie of the Year in his series. So they interviewed him out on the track, which he did, he did well. But we were back home at his house afterwards and his parents and I were like okay now this is the kind of stuff you might talk about or think about before you do an interview the next time mention yeah. this or don't just give one or two word answers or say thank you and they compliment you actually launch into it so we were watching different youtube videos from cody swanson or bobby santos and some of those guys They're a little more experienced at it
0: right yeah, that and that's good because, you know, they just don't know. It's just that they're young and they're not experienced. Yeah.
1: And they haven't, I mean, some of them watch NASCAR, so they're a little more, they know a little bit more about it. But, I mean, they're working on their cars so much and they're racing every weekend, so they don't think about, oh, what if someone walks up with a microphone?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's something that is it's not it's not something that's ingrained in them. That's something they definitely have to be trained about or or learn mm-hmm. about. So yeah, that's that's very cool. So what are some other things that you do to help the drivers?
1: Um, I I do a little bit of hero car designing and like I take the pictures so I can do that and I my brother is a graphic designer, so I picked up some stuff from him, so I kind of have the whole whole package that I can offer to somebody but um I also take pictures for them at the track and I post photo albums and if they need pictures for something well I've got plenty of them from their racing I try and do that um I, you know a lot of it is like the marketing side like I talked about a little bit like I've been getting out and networking and I found that it really works and I mean obviously with racing being so personal and through everybody you mate is how you do more things. Mm-hmm. I try, I've i been trying to encourage some of them to be able to do that. And the ones that live out in the country, obviously there's not going to be as many networking events around where they are. Yeah. But yeah. Just But even when
0: they're at the track, like they can be networking, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah, exactly. at, if younger drivers, yeah. you know, go over and, and introduce themselves to some older drivers and just Mm -hmm. be like, you know, I'm learning and I, I've been watching you and, you know, just building that, that relationship with those drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And you'll find out they really, the older drivers I think are honored and, and like helping the younger ones, you know? So I I always think that's a really good thing for, for new drivers to do as well. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, that's what one of my drivers, I, When I was with last week and actually he's been getting to know some of the veteran drivers in his series like you know Cody Swanson and they've been getting along well but I do we did go walking around the pits I pulled him away from his car and I'm like you just gotta come with me and walk around the pits for a little bit so we went around and talked to several of the guys Dakota Armstrong the former NASCAR driver was up there so we walked over and we're talking to him for a little bit and that kind of stuff but I also, with my NASCAR connections, I get in the garage areas all the time. And so I've taken some of my drivers to meet those teams and start getting their name there and talking to the team owners or whoever runs the teams, the crew chiefs, other drivers. If they want to get up in a NASCAR, then it's good to start meeting those people now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very, very true. It's, you can't wait. You've got to build, start building that and getting their name out as early yeah. as possible, yeah. yeah. I
1: always encourage them to make business cards so that they have business cards ready when they go to these places and meet, start meeting people.
0: Yeah, yeah, good idea, Jessica. I, you've got lots of lots of good ideas for these young drivers. Um, you know, I I know that being able to go to the track and watch them is a big benefit. But also, it seems to me like if somebody that's listening uh, would like some help or some advice or have you help them with their social media that you could probably do that for just about anybody, no matter where they, they live. It sounds like.
1: Yeah. Well, like the carding driver, he's down in California. So I mean, that's a three hour difference right there. Yeah. But it's just, it's just trying to keep the communication up. because I mean, they oftentimes have full-time jobs or have other jobs too. Plus they're working on the cars, So just trying to keep communication open consistently enough where I know what's going on right big help and then I have my own fan page so I post a lot about them on my page even if I don't have control of their page and they can share that stuff or I just tell people you know go like them yeah there are these drivers that you should really be following because they're gonna be something someday
0: right right absolutely so why don't you tell us how people can follow you then and follow like your fan page and that way they'll be able to kind of connect with your drivers.
1: Yeah, on Facebook it's Jessica J Media. And I'm at jessica jmedia at gmail.com too. Okay. I have, well, my website is so it's Jessica J Media. I think I'm on, hey, I should know this already, I guess. Um, and then I'm on Twitter too at jaj underscore racing.
0: Okay. And,
1: my Instagram, so new to that, I can't remember what it is. I think it's Jessica J. Doc Racing. Okay. Like Jessica Jenkins, Jessica J. Media.
0: All right. Sounds good because I I think yeah. you know it it'd be fun to follow you so that we can follow your drivers and and watch how they're doing mm-hmm. and and just kind of keep track of the social media and, you know, it, we can always learn from each other. So maybe something you're yeah. doing for one of them, somebody else can pick up and, and it'll help them and their team promote themselves. It's, it's yeah. really all about getting your name out there, promoting yourself in a good way. You have to mm-hmm. put yourself out there in a good way and, um, and, and make a name for yourself. And that's, that's kind of hard to do sometimes, but, yeah, um, sometimes
1: it's yeah. so much easier now than it used to be though.
0: It is. It is. We're, we're so blessed actually mm-hmm. to be able to connect with people like, you know, how we've connected because, um, as I say, almost every time I do a podcast, if without social media, I wouldn't have been able to grow this business because, mm-hmm. um, racing's worldwide and I've connected yeah. worldwide with people and I've met some of the most amazing people because of mm-hmm. social media. And, and then I, when I meet them in person, it's even better. It's, it's so cool. Oh, yeah. so,
1: yeah yeah so um there any- are so many incredible people out there. And, I mean everybody and even NASCAR team owners, yeah and you might be fifteen, but I mean, they're looking at that age already. they are,
0: yeah, because look. In the truck series, they're 17, 18 years old. Sometimes mm-hmm. they can't even run all the truck races yeah. because the tracks are too big. I know mm-hmm. Todd Gilliland is a friend of ours. I, follow, I followed him for several years. And, and when he started, he couldn't even run all the races because he mm-hmm. wasn't yet. So they, yeah. start, they start looking at those drivers pretty young for sure. Oh,
1: yeah. And the k and East series, I don't even know how young some of those guys and girls are.
0: They're they're very young. I want to say like thirteen, fourteen years old, if not younger. So yeah, absolutely.
1: Pretty, pretty amazing.
0: Jessica, tell is there anything I haven't asked you about? Anything else you'd like to share with me or and our listeners about what you do or how to get in touch with you?
1: Um, I I just love working with anybody, and even if we don't work together, I love meeting new people. It's always I'm a people person and an extrovert. And to combine that with racing is a dream come true. Like I always say on Facebook, hashtag living the dream.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's so fun to be able to find what our passions are. Mm -hmm. And especially when, you know, you love writing, you love helping these Mm -hmm. kids and then it involves racing. I, I feel the same way about this, what I've founded Mm -hmm. because I've loved racing for, I've probably been a race fan for 40 years on and off. When my kids were playing sports, I had to kind of focus on that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I absolutely love it. Our whole family does it. And it's, it's a great family sport. And for me, there's just nothing better. So yeah. I, I'm with you That's there. What I
1: love about it is It is such a family sport. I mean, my parents and I were going to the races for a long time together until I moved here. And then now we live in three hours apart. So we don't do that quite as often. Yeah. And I still go and hang out with the tracks at the track with the drivers and their families. So it's like I have a family away from my own too. Exactly.
0: And, and that's, people just adopt each other, don't they? And, Mm -hmm. and if you need Uh, something, there's no better, no better family to reach out to than your race family. That's for sure. sure.
1: We find that every once in a while. I mean, NASCAR, IndyCar, dirt tracks sometimes it seems like they're so separated and that there's not, especially it seems like between IndyCar and NASCAR, there's a lot of people that are either or, but when it comes right down to it, we're all one big family. If something happens, we're all there supporting each other.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so absolutely true. And Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not as big of, I don't know as much about the, the people that drive in the Indy series but I'm learning more because I, I've been a NASCAR short track fan for a long time. And even, you know, just local tracks. But, um, but the more I learn about it and learn about the cars and, and mm-hmm. become part of it, I guess, I love it more and more. So I'm really, and yeah. sprint cars was the same way. We don't really have mm-hmm. a dirt track that close here where I live in Kalamazoo. It's at least an mm-hmm. hour away. But now that I've gone and seen some sprint car races and I'm getting to know a little bit more about who those drivers are, I'm starting to become a sprint car fan too. So I think it's just,
1: you have to just kind of, that was a new world. That was a new world I stepped into last year too. Yeah. My guys were starting to get into it. So I started going and meeting people and, and some of those guys are, almost my best friends now too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We we make lifelong friends for sure. So, mm-hmm. well, Jessica, I... There are I...
1: guys like, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. And there are guys like, you know, Brian Clawson or Chris Wyndham that are starting to get up into the IndyCar ranks. And Brian obviously made this to the 500, but Chris Windham's been trying to run the Freedom 100 the last couple of years. So if. if something hadn't happened each of those two years he would have been really good in the races <laughs> yeah and so, I and mean, our dirt track guys are starting to move up into open real big time racing too and yeah. now that you you sack sprints and midgets aren't big time but
0: well but yeah no i know what you're saying bigger, bigger cars bigger money mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, I've really appreciated talking to you tonight. I cool. I love what you're doing. I think it's needed more and more, you know, more drivers need to get a hold mm-hmm. of you and and have you help them mm-hmm. or teach them how they can promote themselves because that really is a big part of
1: mm-hmm. of
0: getting sponsorships and and we know that it takes money to race, right? So oh, yeah. the more sponsorships you can have, the more money you can have to make your car better and, and it all, it's, it's like one big circle. It just goes mm-hmm. round and round. But I really have enjoyed meeting you and talking to you and sharing about what you're doing. And do you have any last words that you'd like to share?
1: Well, it's just been really great talking to you, too. I'm glad you got a hold of me. it yeah. fun.
0: I, I am too. It's funny how I just run across people and I'm like,
1: Oh, I need to talk to
0: that girl. And so that's kind of how we met, but um, yeah. I really, yeah. I really yeah. enjoy yeah. talking to you now and I think it's going to be a, a good podcast for people to listen to and, and learn more about what you do. So hopefully that's awesome. going to help you grow your business.
1: Thanks, and I hope everyone enjoyed it.
0: I'm sure they did. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah.
1: Thank you.